Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, man, I, I am I, I am rolling. Just just having a good day over here. McGuire came to town. Coach Adams got his first win. Things things are going as planned. <laughs> things are going better than planned, Michael. If you think about the uh, momentum that... McGuire was able to get rolling on the recruiting trail yesterday. Oh gosh. Had uh what, like a dozen offers supposedly were rewarded. However many were, were tweeted about had three commits, had another guy that you're targeting decommit from a, from Baylor, uh, a guy that you're, would be really excited to take. Um, a couple other guys you're, you're, you're hopeful on that have been quiet so far, probably taking it all in, but yeah, man, it was even a uh, reference in the press conference this afternoon that, uh, I think it was Kirby Hoka. It's like, yeah, we got to a really great start last night. I don't know if you guys were on social media, but <laughs> <laughs> right. I mentioned all of the stuff going on. Um, so yeah, we, we've got two sports to talk about instant reaction. First and foremost, we're going to get to the basketball game. Texas tech wins, 89-74 over North Florida, and it wasn't even that close. Uh, North Florida goes on a 9-0 run to end the game, um, you know, to bring it, you know, from, was it 24 <laughs> down to 15? Um, so we'll talk about that. The starting five, who got minutes? Initial impressions from game one of, you know, 11 guys playing together that have never played together before. And then the, the two newcomers that played tonight, I sorry, the two returners. <clears throat> then we'll, uh, we'll talk some football. We'll start off with the uh, Joey McGuire press conference. I've got some clips I want to share with you guys. If you didn't watch that, I, and like I said, I've got a, a few minutes of audio that, uh, I think could help you hop aboard the McGuire train, hire McGuire. Cause <laughs> let's be honest, we're it's full steam ahead. Did you, did you happen to grab like the first 30 seconds? We're starting with that, man. Okay. Okay. That's, that's all I was going to tell people is if, <laughs> if you are trying to cut back on the caffeine or something, I think the thing to do would be just to play that first 30 seconds or 45 seconds of, of his time at the podium. And then I think you'd be good to go. Yeah, for sure. Just play that a couple of <laughs> times on the way to the, the way to the old J-O-B and then uh, you can not have to worry about brewing any Joe that morning. You'll be, you'll be good to go. You got some Joey. You don't need any Joe. <laughs> nice. And then, uh, there's a football game this weekend that as much as we're talking about oh, yeah. uh, the football head coaching search, usually that's reserved for after the season. You've got three more games to go, uh, starting this weekend, hosting Iowa state. 
uh, if you look at the numbers, not a great matchup. Mm. We'll get to that. Then uh, the rest of the Big 12 questions and what did we learn? But um, as I think most people were, we were we were a little more active uh, on social media the past few days. If you want to keep up with us at 23 personnel at Michael underscore LBK and at punts suck on Twitter for the, the two of us plus the podcast account. You can also listen to us. Saturdays, 10 to noon over on Rob Bros College Tailgate Show. It's on Talk 103.9 FM here in Lubbock, 1340 AM, AM 960 in San Angelo, and online at kkam.com. A great app where you can keep up with us. And Spotify Greenroom. We've been talking about this for several months. We've been doing um all of our instant reactions, except for tonight over on Spotify green room, when uh, Texas tech football games are over, when there's uh, breaking news, talk about whether it's a coach heading out the door, or a new one coming in Spotify green room, green room is where we're at. It's the live audio only sports talk platform. Talk to me, Michael, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. All you got to do is download the Spotify Green Room app. It's free in the iOS and Android app stores. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow me at Spencer Rogers to be notified when we go live. We'll be going live about 30 minutes or so after the conclusion of the Texas Tech football game. So between 6 and 6.30 this Saturday afternoon, check us out. Yeah, and if you want to get even more in-depth and flex your sports knowledge. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every team you own, or every time a team you own wins, you earn cash. You can trade sports teams like stocks. So use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams, visit www.symbol.com. That's S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com to create a free account. When you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Uh, that means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. You know, I wonder, I wonder, Spencer, if, if um, I wonder if the stock Texas Tech stock is bottomed bottomed out yet. You know, this if you're going to get in there, you might get in here on the ground floor and buy it before the McGuire experience is is full throttle, full tilt. I think you may be on the back end of that. I think you may be on the way up at this point. Uh, Maybe too late. Y'all should have bought on Friday or something. Or or I bet, I bet, I bet Halloween was the day to buy. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk, let's do some basketball. Uh, play this this intro music that it's been far too long, and then we'll talk about some Texas Tech versus North Florida. Here comes Stevenson. Spins.
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Right. Texas Tech takes down North Florida Ospreys, 89-74. I, for one, Michael, was really excited to see this team hit the, hit the court tonight. Um, it was a team that you were looking forward to in, in the sense of trying to figure out who was going to start, who was going to play, um, being that you had four returners and two of them you knew were going to be out tonight. So you were going to see a lot of new faces tonight. Uh, Mark Adams, his debut game premiere. Ended up playing everybody. Our man seemed a little nervous, didn't he? I don't know, man. He he uh, just seemed, I don't know. I'm sure he's, he's probably glad to just have that first one down or Maybe that's just how he's going to be during games, but he seems hyper-focused like, Arms were crossed. He was just not. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I, I'm saying this smiling. I'm saying this in a loving way. Like, I just think he's that he's that intense. You know, the guy that we get to see during the press conferences, that seems like a sweet, genuine man, which is what he is. Uh, you could, you kind of got to see a glimpse of what the players see a little bit. And I think that was that was fun for me to to know that, you know, this guy that's always calling everybody by their first name and and uh, answering questions thoroughly and going back and making sure he answered the question properly and stuff. This is also the same guy who can coach the hell out of a defense and will will call a timeout to let you know that you were not rotating against North Florida in the first five minutes of the game and (laughs) give, give you an earful about it. So he's um, that was, that was just kind of a cool aspect to see too. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him so hard. I mean, I, I don't know how to fully express how much I want him to to do well. And I, I've wanted him to get the job since the day that uh, Beard left. So anyway, just excited for him. Uh, where are we going? I'm sorry. I derailed you completely. We were going to start with uh, <laughs> the starting five tonight. Um, of the five, only one is a familiar face in Kevin McCuller. Yeah. Uh, he played 28 minutes, scored eight points. You had, um, forgive me for, for I'm probably going to miss some of these, these first names. Um, cause they're not listed. I, I guess I can pull up the, uh, the roster here real quick. Um, all right. You had Davion Warren played 28 minutes, 
14 points on 7 of 10 from the field. Um, sorry, I, I'm, I'm scrolling here. Bryson Williams, a transfer from UTEP, played. Uh, dude was all over it tonight. Excited about him. He got the start over Marcus Santos Silva. 17 minutes, 22 points, 9 of 11 from the field, 3 of 3 from the line. Um, did pick up four fouls though, which is all right, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure that limited his minutes a little bit, but man, I was so impressed with what I saw from him. Uh, just his footwork, the way he was able to work a double team. Uh, I, I mean, Warren too. I mean, that, I don't want to gloss over what Warren did. Cause you mentioned what he did too. He also had a three steals. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that, uh, just how terrifying it would be to try to bring the ball down against him at any given moment. I think he almost had a, at least a fourth steal, but I think he knocked it out of bounds. I mean, it was just, he was really great on both sides of the ball. And I did listen to um, No Middle Madness. I, I will, I'll call him a friend of the show, but uh, Ryan and and uh, Emery do a good job there. And, and Ryan had mentioned that Warren would be his pick for player of the game. And I kind of thought, really? And uh, after tonight, I, I see what he meant because he's an for intense sure. guy, great shooter. Uh, you know, I, I was just really impressed with him and a smart player with all those steals, still only managed one foul. Uh, but I, I would say, I guess Williams is probably the player of the game based off of what we saw. But, but Warren made a really good case too. Well, you know who else? It's Kevin Obanor. 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 I don't know how to, how to pronounce the name yet. <laughs> I think it's Obanor. Obanor. Obanor is what I see the most. Kevin Obanor. Uh, yeah. 24 minutes, 17 points. Not, not as great from the field. Uh, 5 of 12 did break the seal on the three points for the night. Went 3 of 5 there, then 4 of 4 from the line. Uh, six rebounds. And then Malik Wilson, the guard from Louisiana. Five points with 28 minutes. So not as not as good as you would, you would hope for uh, on only two of three shooting. So it's not like he, he sat there and, and took a lot of shots, did distribute the ball. He was more of your distributing point guard there with seven assists. Uh, Davion Warren had five. McCuller had five. Uh, you went back at, or sorry, you mentioned going back to the steals and turnovers forced. Uh, Texas tech had 11 steals on the night. Sheesh. That will play man. Um, yeah, that also was, that was super aggressive 44 rebounds at one point you were re- out rebounded them like 31 to 10 or whatever it was on the on the the graphic that showed there ended up you had 44 on the night to north florida's 23 uh but a 21 rebound differential um that's certainly gonna gonna help out 20 on offense 24 on defense especially early on in the game, it felt like anytime the ball was up on the rim, her red Raider was there to tap it in or to pull it off on the defensive side. Um, you did. So you had uh three guys play 28 minutes, one play 24, uh, Kevin McCuller, Malik Wilson, Davion Warren, all played 28, Kevin Obanor, O'Banner. I'm going to mess that up every time. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> 24 minutes. Um, <laughs> Let's see who else played a lot. And then like only person play, that played single digit minutes was Bacho. And I wasn't even sure he was going to play, but he played nine minutes. Yeah. And he got in in this, in the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Adams was rolling these rolling these guys in. I think he'd played. What did we? What did he play? He had a, eleven guys play tonight. Um, yep. you know the only four that didn't were Shannon, who's out for NCAA precaution precautionary measures that are probably going to bite us in the butt. And somehow coming back, like just on the heels of, of the Oklahoma state stuff with, um, bad taste in my mouth, Boynton taking time out of his press conference saying, if you're in a similar boat as we are, do not cooperate. And then it's like, we come to find out that we're cooperating. It's like, we're just helping, uh, seal our fate that we're going to miss the postseason, and, and not because we're not a good enough team, but we're just going to get blocked out. Or you know, three years on the road when Shannon's been professional yeah. for three years, it's like really you're, you're going to cost his team an NCAA run because he took a hundred fifty dollar night hotel room that he paid back. Because I mean, we saw Oklahoma State get hammered for three hundred dollars, which like if that's the one offense you have, like that's that's whatever, like it's that's nothing, and it's supposedly the player play, paid it back but you're hammering a team for an infraction that happened several years ago. Yeah. It was 2017. I think when it actually happened, it's so stupid. Anyways, yeah. I'm, I'm not hopeful about that. I, I, I would just hope that text deck, you know, waits a week or two weeks, whatever. It's like, Hey, we did our, our investigation. Nothing turned up. Terrence Chan's going to play for us going forward. Um, yeah. So everybody, I mean, everybody available pretty much played except yeah, for you, you had a, Ethan so, Duncan, the, the kid from, local kid here from Trinity. Uh, Austin Temperman is, is red shirting. And so, like we said, Shannon of course didn't play. And then Nadalny is still recovering from, I believe a hip injury is what he had. I'm I'm not sure what his injury was, but he, I think that I read that it was kind of a game time decision on him. And I don't know if that was coach speak or what, but I, that leads me to believe that hopefully he's, he'll be back in the next few games. I hope. And we'll get to see him. So, yeah, I mean, Adams, I think by halftime, by maybe way, he, maybe Allen hadn't come in yet. I can't remember, but no, he had rotated at least nine or 10 guys by halftime. Yeah. And, and you had put up 50 points in the first half. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to, to the, the hire of Barrett Peary, you're like, man, <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to pair this defense with a high scoring offense, you can do things. The, the problem though is, is the defense didn't really hold up its end tonight. Surrendering 74 points. And it's been something that we talked about. And we've talked about it for, you know, as long as we've run this, this style of defense is that um, teams that are able to hit three point shots are going to hang with you. Um, yep. North Florida hit 11 of their 25 shots. So obviously they, they, they were a volume shooting team there from behind the arc. Uh, you gave them a lot of good looks. You were, I, I, I wouldn't say slow closing out because this, uh, this doesn't seem any, it didn't seem abnormal or different than, than what we've seen in the past. Uh, you, you, you crash down to keep, you know, easy, easy buckets and layups out and force them to take shots. The, I think the first three North Florida hit the dude's heels were on the, the half court logos. Like, yeah. Okay. Like you kind of have to live with that. You're okay with, with, with them settling for that kind of shot. Yeah. Um, but like I said, they end up making 11, uh, they shot 44% from the three tonight. 46% from the field, um, you know, 74 points. You'd hope that would not be as high, but like, like I said, they did end the game on a nine Oh run. Um, so, you know, there's that, uh, you know, the, the, the offense, I, I would just say the team kind of relaxed a little bit there right there at the end, um, where, you know, it could have been a whole lot worse. Um, 
a 15 point win in game one is not, there are certain things that you could certainly dissect and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm worried about this. Uh, that's going to be a problem. And you can also be like, it's game one, right? Like things can be cleaned up moving forward. It's, it's, it's kind of a, like you said, the best, you know, both of those scenarios, this, this is a North Florida team who was eight and 15 last year. I mean, they're, they're not a, you know, like a super talented team and they did make, there were some single digit leads here, there, and I don't know. It, like you said, I just think it's, it's hard to get a handle on it because you can tell that Adams is actively just trying to figure out who he wants to play and who he wants to have in that roster. So I, I mean, I was really impressed with Marcus Santos Silva, the way he came in. Um, I think he really played well off the bench. Yeah. And I I was super impressed with just how these guys started. Uh, That was, that's always just kind of been a backbreaker in whatever sport you're watching is if the guys come out and, you know, before you know it, they're down seven to nothing or or something. They were able to put, I think a nine Oh lead on these guys before they got on the board. So I, I mean, that's a, that's a positive, you know, just kind of a team takeaway. The fact that Silva, can come in or Santo Silva can come in off the bench as comfortably as he did and have an immediate impact. Cause I think he came in and they got him the ball on an inbounds pass and, or it was just, I think he scored a bucket like, you know, two seconds after he came in. So yeah, I, he ended up playing you know, 16. I'm positive about that. Yeah, for sure. He plays 16 minutes, uh, 13 points on six of nine shooting one of one of one on the, from the, from the stripe. Four rebounds, um, one only one turnover, three steals. Yeah, he was deflecting the ball away too, and he had a great block there towards the end that got called for a foul. Um, I just I don't think that was a a foul. Another good thing about this, you know, you talk about steals and turnovers. Texas Tech uh, forced seventeen turnovers from North Florida, and that equated to 24 points off those turnovers. So big, big difference there. Tech, of course, was, they got a little sloppy towards the end. I think they had, they had 12 turn turnovers. Oh my gosh. Why am I so tongue tied with turnovers, but they had 12 turnovers on the day, but I think that was closer to eight or nine. And then the last five minutes happened. And I think, like you said, things got a little bit sloppy at the end. Uh, But you know, I think, if we're going to critique a little bit as a team, at least three point shooting was abysmal, you know, four for 15, uh, especially looks bad when you're shooting against a team that shot 44%. They almost made as many free throws or uh, as many threes as, as we shot. So that's got to improve. You know, that's something that I know that Adams has been striving towards and working for, uh, O'Banner's a guy that can hit some threes and he was the only one who was able to, you know, he was three for five. Williams had one, but you know, Calhoun was over four. A lot of guys were over one. Agbo looked a little off today, but I think he's going to bounce back to, to what we were able to see last year. It, it's just so early, but it was yeah. so exciting to see all these new guys. I had my little, like an old man. I had my, my roster printed, <laughs> So that I, could I had to keep pull up, up on my phone. On the court. Yeah, I, I, I'm up on my phone. I was like, because Samantha was watching it with me. I was like, okay, so he's new. 
Uh, that's yeah. uh, that's Malik Wilson. It's thirteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, who wears eleven? That's uh, it's Bryson Williams. <laughs> yeah. Then, so. Oh gosh. Oh, Adam subbed three guys in. Oh, uh, this is going to take me yeah. like five minutes to figure <laughs> out. Yeah. Okay. KJ Allen's wearing the t-shirt. That was that was like my quick giveaway for KJ Allen. That and he's large, <laughs> so I know who KJ Allen is. As 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 Labar said, he is thick. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but here we are commenting is. on the the man's body. He's he's so. uh, he's our own Zion. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Uh, excited about the the first game of the this season. Um, I don't have a preview for you, but they tip off again on Friday. Uh, Grambling State. Yeah, it's Grambling State, and they play Prairie View A and M the next game, or flip that. One of those two. You have Battle of the Bands over the weekend, basically. Um. Yeah, Friday, and then they play Monday or Tuesday. I am going to double check because I should have had that pulled up. But yeah, yeah they play Grambling State this Friday for sure. And I think, you know, at least for the Tuesday. first half, no, they, that's women's. T- Grambling State played them pretty close last year. But there's so little, you know, I, I don't know much about Grambling State. <laughs> So I don't know if their roster has changed as much as Tex, but you know Tech's roster has changed so much since then, and we have a new coach. So there's probably not a whole lot you can compare apples and oranges for that one. Yeah. So you've got three games in the first week. You obviously play tonight. You'll play again Friday, and then you play Monday. Yeah. All so. three are well. Obviously, this one was at seven. Y'all know that. But yeah, the next two are at seven, and on ESPN Plus. And then you play the twentieth at four. Down yeah. there in South Padre Island versus Incarnate Word. Um, so yeah, what next week we'll have uh recaps of the games against Grambling State and Prairie View AM. Uh we'll have your We're not going to get into instant reactions just yet on basketball. That would be uh my gosh, we would work release what five episodes at this week if we did that. Yeah. I don't know if we're up for that. Because <laughs> we did an instant reaction late yesterday. Uh, we've got the regular episode tonight. We'll have the football instant reaction on Saturday. Yeah, so it would be five episodes. We did an instant reaction for every game. You don't want to hear us talk that much? Uh, you know, in, in, in terms of, of of gaming for the downloads, uh, putting out more episodes <laughs> certainly helps. Um, but yeah, anyways, forget all that. We're going to get to football and we're start off with the Joey McGuire press conference. But uh, Michael, are you, are you talking about some football? Oh, especially, especially now. Let's do it. Welker takes it at the 11. He's going to try to get to the right sideline, breaks the tackle. He's got running room at the 30, the 35, 40. He's the midfield, the 45, 40. He may go. Shotgun from the 28. The throw goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He breaks. Oh, he's going to Red Raider. Unbelievable. All right. Let the scoring begin indeed. 
Mr. Uh, o, I'm blanking on his name. I can't. Bl- Hold on. Brent Musburger. Ah, uh, Musburger. I was stuck on Herb Street, and that wasn't who it was, obviously. Brent Musburger, Herb Street. Brent, you know, his uh, his partner in the booth there. All right. Brent Humspringer. <laughs> All right. So I've, I've got a handful of clips from McGuire's press conference today. We'll, we'll, we'll get through some of that. Really, I just, I, I want everybody to have the opportunity to fall in love with this man as much as I have in the past <laughs> 36 hours. If you haven't been aboard the 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 higher Maguire train, you got the first glimpse, and and I know everybody talks about like winning the press conference. He won the press conference today. Um, there, there have been comments made that this is as exciting as a hire as it's ever been at Texas Tech. Um, one super high energy from Joey Maguire. Um, you can tell like it means something to him and that he wanted it. And uh, these are all, all things we'll, we'll get to uh, in some of these clips, but one uh, you know, his daughter, his daughter was a red Raider. She uh, graduated here. Um, what, what do they say? 2018. So yes, not, not even that long so. ago. No. Um, <laughs> and he, so he starts off the press conference. Like my, my daughter would be, be upset with me if, if I didn't do this. Uh, but let me let me play it for you, and then we'll talk about it in a second. We're going to start this thing off right. Raider! Raider! Man, I've been waiting all my life to do that. All right, so one, the audio is going to be a little weird, so I, I, I recorded it from Woo! the press conference today, um, and there, there were issues with the mics. Anyways, dude gets up there, like he's screaming, right? I, I, this room, it's a large room, right? He, he's up in the, the, the club side on, on the west side of the, of the Jones AT&T, AT&T stadium. Um, and as, as loud as it was there, like he was five, six feet away from the microphone. Um, start like he gets up on stage and says, my daughter would be upset if I didn't do this. Walks over to the side, like next to the podium. So he doesn't like screaming in the microphone and does this. Could he have endeared himself to Texas Tech fans any any more than starting off his press conference that way? It, no, and this this is what I told my this is what I told my wife because she hadn't seen that. If you just explain to somebody, okay, well, our brand new coach in his suit and tie and a full a room full of people in suit and ties started a Raider power chant before he said really anything, it sounds cheesy as hell. But then to see the man do it and and to hear the commitment in his voice and just that the crowd was like fully on board, like, oh, this guy means it, then there wasn't there wasn't a drip of cheese there. There there, there may there may have been some tears, but no cheese. I mean, that that was just incredible to to just have commanded the room like that, to just walk off. He got off a plane like 30 minutes before, threw on his coat and came over to the Jones or wherever they were and mm-hmm. and did that press conference and i mean just was and i don't know if you got to see it or not but there were there's videos circulating around tonight too of his appearance at the basketball game i did watch the i think it's, I think it's a three-minute interview with uh john harris well there was a video before that where he was addressing the crowd hmm. no i i haven't seen that part of it i i saw the broadcast interview during during halftime the crowd was i mean the crowd was already i i've I would say the crowd was like at a five when he started. They were already like, all right. 
by the time he was done with them, they were at a 10. It was <laughs> nice. just like, they, they were like, Hey, we, you know, we like this guy. We're excited. And then like, yeah, yeah, we know you're right. We do like, you know, we love this. Yeah. This guy's the best. Guy. It just like the crowd just kept getting more and more into it, no matter what he was saying to him. And, and I was just, I am just in awe of people like that. I've never been that person. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Beard was that person. You know, we, we were fortunate to see that, to see that side of it. I don't want to make people upset or anything, but Hey, he was that guy. He was really good at commanding a room and getting people on his side and getting people on board and having people buy into what he was, what he was doing. And I'm not saying that McGuire is going to leave or so. Anyway, don't make those comparisons. I'm just saying the personality that we see in public is kind of similar and we liked it. You remember? Mm-hmm. We liked Chris Beard a lot. And I think McGuire is, I, Keith had a great way of putting it. I think he saw, or someone else said it, like he's, he's a sincere, a more sincere version of Chris Beard. Because, you know, now with Chris Beard gone, you can kind of go through and say, well, was that all just, was he just kind of playing to us or, or what? But yeah, maybe. But yeah, but, but McGuire, you know, he's, he was seeking us out of, and by that, I mean, he mentioned in, I think in that interview with John Harris during the game tonight, he had Texas high school coaches like trying to text and call Hocut and tell him that, mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you check out, why don't you check out this McGuire guy? I think he'd really like it. I think he'd really be a, be a home run. So he was, he was putting himself on our radar. He, he wanted to be a part of this town. Uh, he probably got to see it firsthand. Oh, I know he did at some games. Um, if his daughter graduated in 2018, hopefully there were some good games that he got to go to uh, well, as a as a as a dad. You know, he he didn't mention. I, I I'm not gonna play the clip because it's kind of a long story. He did mention uh, the weekend he moved his daughter, and he's like, he said basically my responsibilities were over once I got everything up to campus, and the decorating of the dorm room was going to be to his wife and his daughter. Um, but it was during two day practices. So, so he and his son were like, let's go see if they're practicing. And he walked in to a cliff Kingsbury practice and hung around and got to, to talk with them. Um, <laughs> the best part of that story though, Michael, I don't know if you remember this, his son walked up to, to cliff Kingsbury. He's like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm blank on his son's name. Garrett. I think, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Garrett McGuire. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm Garrett McGuire. I'm the cliff Kingsbury of my generation. <laughs> And he said that to coach Kingsbury, but, um, on a several levels, just to tell anyone you're something of their generation that already, <laughs> well, that already thinks you're think 25 f- years older than them. <laughs> I think he was a freshman in high school at that point. Um, so, I mean, he was 15 years younger than, than that's awesome. Uh, than Kingsbury or 20, I guess. Um, anyway, so the, one thing I, I think a lot of people um, have questions about and, and maybe even concerns is that, you know, McGuire has just been uh, a position coach in college and he was, he was a high school head coach. But I think as part of that story that he shared during the basketball game um, and then the outpouring of support, both from Baylor and just from other head coaches, um, you see just the value of, of those relationships that he has. Right. Um, 
the fact that he's able to call on so many people and basically ask him for a favor, like, Hey, can you reach out on my behalf and tell him like, you need to check out Joey McGuire, then have them do that. Um, think about what that means when Joey McGuire shows up on that, on that man's campus and says, Hey man, I'm here to check out your star quarterback, or I'm, I, I, I want to look at your, your offensive lineman or who, who is a diamond in the rough that nobody else knows about yet. Like yeah. he's getting into schools and door like doors uh, and football training facilities all across the state that weren't previously open to Texas tech coaches. You can't overstate the value. Like we saw the vast number of, of, of offers going out and you know, uh, Patrick Kahn, I don't know if you follow him said in the 12 hours that he was the head coach yesterday, that he sent out more offers than Matt Wells had for the 2022 signing class. I think our class ranking went up from 75 to 62. Yeah. It went up like almost 15 full spots by adding three guys. Right. Um, like they're, they're good guys. And it was like, Oh, they're, they're Cedar Hill guys. Yeah. He didn't coach them at Cedar Hill. Like that's the thing. Like his, the guy that followed McGuire had such a great, like maintains such a great reputation. Like McGuire maintained such a great reputation at that school years after he left that Cedar Hill kids still want to play for him. Yeah. These kids were in like fifth, sixth grade when McGuire was there. Like he's been gone five years now. So that they're juniors or seniors now. I mean, seventh and eighth graders. They had no idea who he was. Anyways. Um, so to that point, uh, he mentioned he, he was a little bit of a unicorn. This is his words. He says, I'm a little bit of a unicorn. I've had four jobs. I want to play that for you. Place. I'm a unicorn with unicorn in coaching. I have now been four places. I was at Crowley for three years. I was Cedar Hill for 20. I was Baylor at five and I will die here at Texas. Yeah. He says, I, I will die here at Texas tech. Um, my initial response was like, Oh my Whoa. gosh. <laughs> is that like a Tommy Tuberville? Like have to carry me out in the pine box. Like it's obviously too soon <laughs> to be like, but I think that just goes to show his commitment to wanting this job. And something that, that Hokut said before, or, you know, before McGuire took the stage is like, he wanted to come here. Mm-hmm. Like he obviously put a lot of effort in. Like it wasn't just, I'm going to make myself available for an interview and I will, I will make the effort to interview. He wanted to come here. And, and and that's what he says in this next clip. He's talking about, um, he referenced you guys. He, he's talking about the, uh, the, the search committee and the impression they gave off, uh, to him as they went through this process. These guys have a passion and a love for this school. And man, the moment I met him, I was like, I already wanted to be a red Raider, but man, I was like, I've got to be a red Raider. I've got to get to Lubbock as fast as possible. So yeah, he wanted to be here. He says, I've got to get there. This is what we wanted. (laughs) This is exactly what we wanted. You know, we we've tried the, we've tried the up and coming OC didn't work out. You know, former player didn't work out. Uh, We tried the successful coach in a G five conference didn't work out, but we haven't tried the guy who just really wants to be here, who 
and he he identified as this several times. Who's basically a Texas high school coach? Mm-hmm. And he says, "I'm not." He said this to Don Williams, which I wish we would have gotten to see the the press conference because I think it just came out on YouTube. Uh, like the, the whole thing, I really wanted hour. to watch the the questions and him interact with you know the local guys that call Collier and Silva and Williams and Johnson, everybody. But I I was really impressed with you know he he said pretty with you know with a lot of swagger that like he and trailer should be on the cover of of uh dave campbell's texas football <laughs> this year because they're and yeah they're 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 highly successful texas yeah. high school football coach that have moved on and, and i don't think and, he was joking with that and he wasn't <laughs> not at all being arrogant or anything he was just stating a fact and he he also went on to say that you know he is a high school coach and he says and he said something along the lines like i don't say that to be cute like I, I know what that means. And these guys, and by these guys, he's meaning the other high school coaches in Texas. They know what it means too. He's one of them. And he will always see himself as that way. He's probably going to always feel like there's, I bet you there's always going to be a part of this guy who's going to miss coaching high school football. I think no matter what, he's probably going to go, man, I mean, as great as this is, how cool would it be back to Cedar Hill and you know, have a full stadium. And I, I don't know. I just, he just seems like he loves high school football. And that is a great place to start uh, when that's who you need to go get players from are these coaches that are your peers that think highly of you and you think highly of them and you value their assessment, mm-hmm. you value their time and, and you want to know who they should, like you said earlier, you know, who's, who's a guy that's, probably not on anybody's radar. You know, is there, is there some sophomore or junior who's kind of showing some promise that we might need to keep our eye on or something like that. But I, I was just, you know, I mean, Kyle was right. I, I thought that I was, I was on board with the hire anyway, just cause I felt like, well, I think he's our best option, but I didn't know that I would fall so hard for the guy <laughs> so fast. And, and this feels a lot like the Kingsbury hire to me because I felt I've said it 20 times on this podcast. The second Kingsbury was, was hired, I was like, I give the man seven years. He's got it. He's got seven years with me because <laughs> it just felt like oh, this, this has got to work. This is going to be it. I'm not trying to, you know, compare the two, whatever, you know, that, that McGuire's going to go down the same path as far as winning record or anything, but that's just how it felt to me because I was that on board with Kingsbury when he came on. I wasn't as on board instantly with McGuire, but the second he's, I mean, I was, I was on board. I don't want to act like I wasn't, but, uh, my gosh. Yeah, man. He's, he's very convincing. <laughs> very. Um, so he goes on, uh, and, and there are, are three more clips I want to play. Um, and two of them are kind of long one. He talks about the, more or less the style of offense and defense he wants to to have here at, at Texas Tech and basically overall the program, um, what he wants to do and then where he thinks that this, this all can go. So let's start off with the offense and defense stuff first. We're going to bring exciting brand of football. It's going to be an explosive offense that Texas Tech is used to with no doubt. Sonny's been a part of it. He's incredible. I don't know you young guys, if you know, Sonny and I are very good friends. I've known Sonny for a long time, and I love him to death. And uh, 
to skip off, I watched his press conference whenever all this happened. Man, I just love the passion that he shows. And, and in that press conference, you could see how much he loves Texas Tech. And, and I really respect that. We're going to bring a physical defense. And I want to say this real quick. We are going to play defense in Lubbock. Now, Mike Leach is a friend, and I know that he scored a lot of points here. But I want to say it again. We are going to play defense at Texas Tech, and I'm really excited about that. So of, of the three guys he mentions by name so far, Mike Leach, Cliff Kingsbury, Sonny Cumbie, like he is very intentional He's of aligning, aligning himself with the highest of highs of people that like the current interim head coach, highly successful coach. And then the, the, the guy, everybody wanted to be successful and is now doing great things in the NFL. Like, of the of the the people the fan base can rally around those three guys he's aligning himself with those three and mike leach it's kind of like a like a funny reference like we all know that like mike leach didn't want to play defense and he scored lots of points um he could have said anything really there like we're like he he could have just said we're going to be a physical defense he said no like i know that we we're, we're used to texas tech scoring a lot of points mike leach scores lots of points but like we're going to play defense like this dude gets it right like it's like, yes, he said the right things, but he said the right things the right way. And like, I, I it's more like, like I said, it's more than just saying we're going to be, ex- we're going to be explosive on offense and, 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 and we're going to have a, a physical defense. No, he goes back and talks about the relationship and the research and just how much he's been following the program. Like he, he was talking about watching Sonny Cumbie's first press conference. Yeah, when, when, when he gets up, on, you know, his first weekly press conference and, 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 and takes a couple of minutes to talk about what it means to him to be the interim head coach here and the opportunity that is. Well, and, who does that except a guy who's genuinely friends with Sonny Cumbie? And that's and really interested. interested in the program yeah. and just interested in, 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 you know, the well-being of his of his pal and everything. I mean, I, I it, it sure comes off as genuine and sincere. And I think that's how he's able to pull it off and he's able to identify with, with us. And I think that's how he wins a room mm-hmm. and, and not, not wins a room. I don't think he's trying to win a room. I, I'm not saying that degrading. Like I, like he's just putting on a show. I think he's just trying to connect with people well, and I, that's 90% of coaching. And that's what he says. Like he's talking about like how important it is to build relationships. And he talks about, you know, uh, and, and a different part of this press conference, he talks about, you know, some of the direction or just some requirements he's looking for as he's building out a staff. He's like, they have to be able to build relationships. Like, yeah, they, they can be the smartest man in the room, like X's and O's. Like, but if they can't, if they can't build and maintain a relationship, they're not going to walk through the door. Um, anyways, so I, I've, I've, I've got two more. One is going to be on, on, on brand. Right. And, and he mentions this and it's like, like this is the, this is the brand we're going to have here. And he talks about like, it's just been his mantra forever as a coach. Cause his wife could tell him what the brand is. Uh, <laughs> but, but I wanted to, to share that with you. Cause I, I'm sure it's something we'll, we'll hear about a lot moving forward. We are going to be the toughest, hardest working, most competitive team in the country. That is our brand. Tough teams are hard to beat. 
and then he I, I'm gonna roll this right right in the next one because it, it it connects to to what what he thinks he's he, what he's gonna be able to do here uh, as you know as he and, and the team are successful. I believe that if you put a genuine relationship together, a love for each other, and that brand, something special will happen. You create a special culture. I can't, whenever I I got in the room and I said the toughest, hardest working, most competitive team in the country, you said that is West Texas. That's exactly what you said. You said that is West Texas. And I believe that. I believe in West Texas tough. But I also believe that no matter where you're at, where you're at in Texas, if we create that brand, then we're going to be a tough team to beat. Really tough team to beat. I love the, the the simple the simplicity of what he said in the first clip is just tough teams are hard to beat, mm-hmm. and I mean you think of what I would call a tough team. I would call Iowa State a tough team, Kansas State, Baylor, West Virginia, those, West Virginia. Those teams are just hard to beat, man. And they just they just you knock them down, they get back up. You knock them down, they get back up. And then that's what we saw this this. You go down 24-10 and you win 25-24. That's a tough team, man. Yeah, for it's sure. Hard, it's hard to beat a team that can do that. So um, as, as you now have 10 full-time coaches on your staff, you're not going to be able to, do, you're not going to hear anything basically from here on out uh, except for rumors um, and maybe like premium paywall type stuff. Um, the great thing is, is that 24-7 for the next three weeks, Joey McGuire's doing nothing but recruiting and building the, the recruiting class and finding out who his staff is going to be. I, I, I think you can make some, some assumptions or you can in, in, interpret what he had to say about Sonny Cumbie, that Cumbie's going to have a, a good shot to, to, to remain on staff here. Um, there have been lots of people that connect the, the defensive. Uh, he's a, what is he, a linebackers coach at the Carolina Panthers, Mike Surevo. Um, who, who coached at Baylor under Matt rule. Um, so uh, sorry, mentioning the Panthers, he said like one, so his family was there obviously for, for the press conference, his wife and his daughter. He said his son wasn't able to make it because they're getting ready to play Cliff Kingsbury in the Arizona Cardinals. They, they, they had a <laughs> tough task on hand. Um, That's right. his son is, is on the coaching staff with Matt rule, uh, at Carolina. Um, but you did see like it, it was, you know, sleuthing eyes kind of put it together. But then he mentioned the press conference. James Blanchard, James Blanchard is coming from Baylor. He's going to be the director of player personnel. Just another one of those pieces of the larger staff uh, that McGuire is going to be able to put together. We did see some, some details come out of, of his contract. It's going to be a six year, $20 million contract. That'll pay him $3 million in the year one. Uh, some kind of, you know, incentives up to like a million dollars per year. But it, a million and a half increase in staff salary from Matt Wells, one point yes. five million, and then a whole another several million dollars for uh, strength and conditioning and the auxiliary positions, basically, like the rest of the staff that you know, analysts and director of player personnel and those kinds of ops positions and recruiting um, that are going to continue to help one catch you up, but also just to be able to build the program that you want to be. Right. And that's what we've, 
that's what we'd seen. You know, that's what Williams had reported in the AJ that this was going to be one of the highest payrolled football staffs in the Big 12, even up until OU and UT left. And then I think they were going to try to be the number one. So it's it, it all kind of jives and checks with what we've seen. Um, I'm, I was trying to dig that up on Collier's Twitter page, but for some reason my Twitter has not let me scroll. I don't understand that. That don't make no sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see. Contract details. Just like what you said, uh, six-year deal worth $20.2 million, your one salary of three, eligible for up to a million in bonuses, a $4.8 million assistant coach pool, and then a $1.85 million pool for strength and support. So he's going to have, I mean, not quite $7 million to play with to get uh, a staff behind him. So Tech is... is putting out 10 million a year just for people Mm -hmm. for this program. So they're, they're they're finally getting really serious about the money aspect of it, which like everyone has said, just because you throw money at something and this is something I've had trouble reconciling with too, but just because you throw money at something doesn't make it immediately better. But when you're throwing money at people, it does give you a better shot. You know, it gives you yeah, more I mean, options. It, it, it's like it, it wouldn't have made a difference had you paid Keith Patterson 1.5 million versus the 600,000. Sure. But if you're able to get a defensive coordinator that commands $1.5 million, yes, that is going to be a, a significant difference in the product you're able to put on the field. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited with, with the resources that, that he's going to have. Um, for both on the field and off the field uh, staff. The other thing that I, I think we're seeing, uh, obviously we mentioned recruiting. Um, you know, you, you've seen some, some players decommit from Baylor or from other programs and, and they're either um, considering their options or completely flipping from like, um, who was it? Massey. So sincere Massey. He was a, a defensive lineman at Cedar Hill. He's committed to Arizona mm-hmm. State. Decommitted. So he was offered, decommitted from Arizona State, and then committed to Texas Tech all within a couple of hours. Uh, you saw J- Jalen Peoples. This is one of the best cornerbacks in the DFW area, was the first one. And people are saying, like, this is a guy that's going to recruit for you, too. Like, he's going to, as he's on board, and as we saw it last night on Twitter, he was talking about other guys that, that he's, he's going to help bring on. And then there's something that you, we talked about earlier about just the, um, the value of having the high school coaches on your side as, as a college coach. So like, yeah, you, you get in the door with more, more programs, but think about what they're going to, what they're going to say to those players once Joey McGuire leaves, right? Like if he, if they're truly on McGuire's side, they're going to continue to basically recruit or, you know, put good words in for McGuire or for the program. Sure. Whereas like, had they just allowed Matt Wells or Tuberville or Kingsbury in the room, but like when they left, they're like, yeah, you know, kid, I'm not so sure about that. That's, that's not the case now. We're like, no, you're right. So anyways, you'll, you'll have somebody back in him wherever he goes for the most part, there's going to be someone, you know, kind of in that kid's ear. Hey, I mean, I, I can't say high and you know good enough stuff about 
Joey McGuire and, and, you know, my experiences with him and this and that. And then, you know, somebody comes in, you know, whoever's taken over TCU. Maybe they come in and it's just immediately like, yeah, I, I don't know this guy. I've never heard of him, <laughs> but I've known Joey McGuire. He's been in the Texas high school ranks for 20 years and coached against him. All that, it just who knows all the connections. You're exactly right. You're going to have some ambassadors for you in just about any room you step in. Yeah. And, and I, I, I keep thinking of just more, more examples. There's um, the head coach here in town at, at Coronado coached on McGuire's staff at Cedar Hill. Like, so instantly, like he's got inroads in the city of Lubbock on, 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 and programs that have had D one players go elsewhere and the, the, the recent past uh, you're, you're seeing uh, you, you would hope that Kyler Jordan here at uh, Lubbock Cooper, who is recruited to Baylor by McGuire um, after, you know, showing interest in wanting to play for Texas tech, you'd hope, you know, if, if, if it's, you know, if it's in the cards that you're able to flip him, Texas tech, you did see that, um, the defensive end uh, slash linebacker from post four-star guy, Isaiah Crawford who's committed to, to Baylor decommitted today. Yeah. Tonight, I think. Yeah. About an hour this ago. Evening. Um, he opened up his recruitment. Hashtag respect my decision. Um, anyways, there's that. And there's also just, just one more nugget of, of recruiting West Texas. Um, I saw on Twitter and I, I texted my brother-in-law. He's recruiting a guy from Abernathy. Fantastic. <laughs> like, Hey man, we're, we're going to go get one, one of your, your kids. Cause the, the, this is the brother-in-law that has the, the two kids that, that play for the JV team up there. Um, the, the older of, of my nephews actually, now that the JV season is over, he's got, he, he was asked to, to, to come up to the, the varsity team as they go through their playoff run. Um, anyways, I, I, I can't say, enough nice things and, and how much I'm excited about it. We, we could go on for two or three hours. And I think this is kind of how uh, Kyle feels every time he opens his mouth talking about Joey McGuire. We just go on forever. Um, yeah. And one, we, we you, totally get it now, Kyle. <laughs> we were, we were on board already, but my goodness, the man. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you didn't know, he, Kyle was doing an interview work related interview, but at the end of that interview, they apparently asked him about, uh, the hashtag hire McGuire um, because apparently coach McGuire had heard about it. So, Oh, well, is that where that connection was? Cause I know that. Um, yeah. I think on a radio interview, coach McGuire said something like, yeah, I'd really like to thank the guy that started the hire McGuire hashtag <laughs> dude, which I'm pretty sure was, it was had to be Lubbock, the, the chamber zone, Kyle Jacobson, the commissioner, Kyle Jacobson. <laughs> <laughs> the commissioner. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Uh, before we get to the Iowa State preview, because we, we still have a football game to preview, Michael. want to let you guys know, remind you, Symbol is the stock Sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, 
you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use Como promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And if you would like to ask us questions, join us on Spotify Green Room. Usually 30 minutes or an hour or so after every football game, we're going to go live and break down all the X's and O's and actually probably just get really, really violent and angry. But anyway, Spotify Green Room, it's a free audio only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news rumors and games in real time. You can join in on conversations with me and Spencer and have a chance to be featured on the 23 personal podcast. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Google Play app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join our group. So what you'll need to do is follow Spencer at Spencer Rogers to be notified when the group goes live. He's usually the one that starts it up. Also follow me at Michael McDonald just because I could use the followers. We'll be going live on Spotify Green Room usually, like I said, 30 minutes or so after kickoff. Come with your spiciest takes. I did want to mention this, Spencer. The I will be going to the Iowa State game. I took advantage of some some of uh, they had $15 tickets last week. So uh, once they announced the time, I waited until like Sunday or Saturday night at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. They announced that the game was at 2.30. I thought, I don't want to miss the Rob Bro college tailgate this week. So nice. since the game's at 2.30, I bought, a, I bought a ticket. So I will be at the game. So we may have to kind of wing when we do our instant reaction. But the beauty is because of Spotify Greenroom, um, Probably once I get away from the Jones and actually have cell service, I can just call you. We can just do it then. We'll do it live. We'll do it over the 4 or 5G with the nanites coursing through my veins. Is that what they are? Is that what's in 5G? Is it nanites? It's totally all nanites. All right. So it's all nanites. These you're days. going to the Iowa State game. My, my father-in-law works for Texas Tech. Um, so we, we picked up some tickets on the cheap for... Oklahoma State on the twentieth. Oh, nice! I think uh, they're probably going to be trash tickets. That's a seven p.m. kick too. Guaranteed That's a night game. But we got four tickets for a total of three dollars. Oh, fantastic! Because <laughs> as, as a determined. faculty, he got one, he got his first ticket for free, and then each additional ticket was a dollar. <laughs> it was it was killing me because I didn't go to a game last year. Um, the only ones I went to in 2019, we were in the press box, so we couldn't cheer. Mm-hmm, same. I so have not I been to a been game as a fan since the Texas game in 2018. Uh, so I was really dying to go to one and this was all before the well stuff happened, but just my daughter's soccer ended in October. So, you know, I, I had been eyeballing the Iowa state or Oklahoma state games. And I would have gone to Kansas State if they'd had a different time for it. Um, sure. If they if it had been the evening game, I think I could have made that one. But anyway, so I was trying to work around my daughter's soccer and all that. And um, so yeah, I just don't want people to think that I'm like, oh, well, Wells is fired. So yeah, now he's no, going to games. Yeah. No, I no, I'm not that big of a jerk. I would just the timing just didn't work out. 
Yeah. yeah I'm pretty excited. I'm this, excited to go. Well, it's going to be two 30. I'm going to be in full sun protection mode. Uh, I, I don't know where I'm going to be setting exactly. I'm, I'm not really that worried about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about it. There, there will probably be places to get, uh, moved down to, but this weekend, Iowa state six and three, four and two in conference play two thirty, As you said, if you're watching at home, ESPN two. So keys, key players in offense. As I was putting this together, I was like, Oh my gosh, they're all seniors or juniors. And the one junior here will not be here next year. So it's like one, I always think it's gonna look completely different next year. Kind of glad, like good. We, we get some of these players out the door. Uh, gone. Quarterback Brock Purdy, six one, two twenty senior, seventy three percent completion percentage so far in the season. Uh just about twenty one hundred yards, eight point two yards per completion. Sorry, per attempt, per completion. I'm not sure which one that is. It says per completion, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. The man, I think everybody has to be completely worried about running back Brees Hall, 6'1", 220, same size as Brock Purdy. Interestingly enough, he's a junior that I mentioned, but he won't be back. No. 1,121 yards, which is good for fourth in the country <laughs> behind the running back from Michigan State. Uh, Algiers from BYU and maybe like a service academy running back. Um, 198 carries, 5.7 yards per carry, 14 touchdowns. He's got more rushing touchdowns than Brock Purdy has t- passing touchdowns. Um, he's also their third, fourth leading receiver for 220 yards and a touchdown. Um, I've got two receivers and a tight end on this list. Right receiver Xavier Hutchinson, 6'3, 210, 686 yards on 60 catches, 11.4 yards per catch, five touchdowns. One of the many giant tight ends on the Iowa State <laughs> roster, Charlie Kolar, 6'6, 260. Doesn't seem all that big now that we've got a uh, Mason Tharp, but, um, they also have Allen. Uh, what's his name? Chase Allen, who's like 6'11", I think. Anyways, Charlie Kolar, 6'6", 260, senior, 430 yards on 33 receptions, 13 yards per catch, two touchdowns. Interesting enough, I'm, I'm sure they, they, they say this every time uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma play. Kolar is from Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's mentioned a handful I'm, of times. I'm, I'm sure that's one of the things that like, oh, you fans are just like, oh, my gosh, give it a break. Uh, finally, wide receiver Tariq Milton, 5'10", 195, 278 yards on 15 catches, almost 20 yards per catch, and three touchdowns. So, remember at the beginning of the season where I, I didn't think they had the the receiving threat to, to keep up? I think they're doing just fine. Yeah, they, they've managed. They've managed. They, they've uh, managed you know what they've also managed? To put together a... Stupid good defense again, and, and it is maybe one of the better defense they've, they've had. Um, they're second in total, second in the Big Twelve in total defense, second in, in the Big Twelve in rush defense, first in the Big Twelve in pass defense. Gosh, um, and then comparing that to the to the the rest of the country, their pass defense is tenth in the country. Their rush defense is eleventh in the country. So it's not just good in in the Big Twelve. That plays across the rest of the. Rest of the college football world. Hey, um, and how many down linemen do they play? 
they play with three, man. Well, I'll be damned. Just three. And they're able to get only give up 102 rushing yards a game on three but, yards per carry. McGuire did mention that he was pretty partial to the three man front himself. I feel he kept like a, saying an odd front, which I assume that's what that meant. It well, it it kind of depends because it, it could be it, it could mean odd number of people, but also could mean like like they're they're not um like they're they're not straight up like over a player, which would be like an even front. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We are you're lining up in the in the, in the gap. gaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. Anyways, uh, Iowa State, though, this year, rush defense, 102 yards a game, three yards per carry, only given up six rushing touchdowns on the year. They've played nine games. First in the Big 12 in pass defense, 180 yards per game. So these these guys are giving up 280 yards per game. Uh, On 6.8 yards per completion, and 13 passing touchdowns. Um, so on the year so far through nine games for Texas tech, the offense averages 269 passing yards and 8.9 yards per attempt and 161 rushing yards on 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, like I said, opposing the, the Iowa state defense that gives up 181 passing yards and 102 rushing yards. The Texas tech offense is able to convert just about 44% of third downs. The Iowa state defense is not as salty as you would expect on third down. They, they allow 37% conversion right there. Uh, Oklahoma state, I think is like second in the country at like 20%. It's ridiculous. Not looking forward to that game in two weeks. Um, flipping it though, de- defense, the Texas tech defense versus the Iowa state offense. Um, I just, I'm still not sure like how, how this plays out. Like if your defense gives up the same number of yards as their offense, does that mean like they're going to have a good day against you or like, are you going to be evenly matched? I'm not sure how that works out. I've, n- I've never <laughs> been able to, to do the mental gymnastics to make sense of that. So the passing yards, uh, they're within f- uh, six yards of each other. Texas Tech gives up 261. Iowa state throws for 255. Uh, yards per attempt, 8.2 versus 8.1. Uh, rushing yards, Texas Tech allows 142 rushing yards. Iowa State rushes for 178. The 178 is basically all Brees Hall. The dude picks up like 150 yards a game. Um, Texas Tech gives up 4.2 yards per carry. Iowa State runs for 5.2 yards per carry. Um, they, again, surprisingly, not very good on third down conversion. They're only 35 just, just under, just about thirty six percent conversion rate. Um, except they're going up against defense that gives up forty four percent conversion on third down. Um, as bad as Texas Tech has been on fourth down, third down's also been pretty sus. <laughs> is that short just, for suspect? Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. Oh wow, I I'm so I, old. Um, the line on this game: Texas Tech plus ten and a half over under set at fifty eight. Give me the under and Iowa state to cover. I'm so sorry, man. I'm, I've got this, you know, I wonder if we're going to come up with the same score because I'm typing I, it in right now. Yeah. Well, I was doing math to check if my score was on the under, my score is on the under. 
you know, before we make our picks, I wanted to just touch a little bit on last week's game. Iowa State played UT. They won 30 to 7. UT only had 11 first downs. They had 104 yards rushing. Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson. With Bijan freaking Robinson had 104 <laughs> yards rushing. So when I talked about um, Brees Hall being fourth in the country in rushing yards, Bijan is like seventh. He's just a couple <sighs> spots behind him. They had 103 yards passing. They, and by they, I mean UT. Mm-hmm. So this defense completely and totally shut down UT, a team that put a 70 burger on our butts not too long ago. You know, I, I'd be okay if, uh, if McGuire wants to go after John Heacock up there at uh, Iowa State. <laughs> Just go get him as your defensive coordinator. Yeah. You know, that's not a, he was looking for somebody with big 12 experience. There you go. He did. He did mention that. So, uh, I mean, just, just to go into that, do you, do you have an official pick Spencer for the game? I just, I I just locked it in and having, having you said, having you hearing you give out some of the stats from the, the Texas game, my score prediction for Texas tech feels a little optimistic. Now I'm saying Iowa state 31, Texas tech 17, which is, a cover by Iowa State and hitting the under. Michael, you just locked in your score. Not any better. No. What do you? What do you? But got? I do have. I. I think. Um, I. I almost had the same score as you. I think I had thirty-five seventeen in my head, and mm-hmm. you went thirty-one seventeen. So I'm going to go thirty-five fourteen. Iowa State winning. Uh, you know. I know that we're all wrapped up and we're excited <laughs> into the new coaching hire. Um, He's going to be there on Saturday, by the way. Yeah. Everyone is pumped. Everyone's <laughs> rooting for Cumby, myself included. I'm rooting for Cumby to really get a shot at the OC position, possibly with McGuire. Yeah. Um, your, your quarterback position is just, is still up in the air. Like is Shuck getting close to being back is, is Columbia going to play? Are you down to Donovan Smith? And I, I don't mean like Don down to him as like, he's, he's bad. Um, but let's be honest. He's your third string quarterback. Yeah. And Th- there's, there's no not, telling who the, he'll trot out. There's not much behind him. So like, I don't, I be, because you, you only have three games left. They may, they may open up and let Donovan Smith run a little bit more than you would have seen him do last in the last game against Oklahoma. Uh, being that, you know, heaven forbid that Donovan Smith gets hurt and you have to roll, roll with uh, Baron Morton. You wouldn't lose his red shirt for this season. If, even if he played all of the final three games, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure how that offense um, is going to work is TJ storm at your left tackle. <laughs> yeah. It's, or, it's going to be tough to execute any sort of offense with a defense that held Bijan freaking Robinson to 104 yards and it, not just him. I mean, that's the, their whole offense. I don't know how much Robinson actually had. I didn't look that up, but uh, that's, that's where I'm just, I'm, I'm looking way too much into the, com- is it the comparative property? Transitive, the transitive property. Sure. Well, if you, know, if you do that, then Texas tech is going to score uh, like two. <laughs> yeah. Three. That's why, that's, that's why I know it's absurd, but I just can't get the taste of that. 
awful game in Austin out of my head and how the defense won that day. Or the TCU game. Yeah, or TCU or Oklahoma. Because Brees Hall, really talented running back. You, you've seen what you've done with really talented running backs before and Zach Evans and B. John Robinson. Yes. Somehow did not let um, Deuce Vaughn run all over you, but you sure let Skylar Thompson throw all over you. So you, you, we can't catch a break. So that's why I'm going Iowa State 35, Tech 14. Matt Campbell goes on to be undefeated against Tech. I think he's won f- five in a row. Is that I, right? I or or do you, I have that wrong? Uh, no, no. King, Kingsbury may have won one. Yeah, but I think it was like 2016. I think it was one. Of, it was uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, was that, it? That's Kansas well, one State. of them was not. That's Kansas State. No, yeah, it, yeah, it it was a Patrick Mahomes. It was a home game because uh, he did like some Houdini stuff in the pocket. Um, because I remember like he ended up like running around and uh having a defender go fly past him, and he sets up and just drops a dime in the end zone to Devin Lauderdale. Um. Or Jakeem Grant. I don't remember. Man. It, you did beat him once, and it's been five or six years. <laughs> yeah, it was not 16. 16 was the bad year. And it was 15? It was 15. God. So 16 was, uh, that was the 66-10 debacle in Ames. And yeah, it's been L's ever since then. So but the last you- time Tech won was 66-31 in 2015 here in Lubbock. Okay, so d- just... Quickly look at that box score. You scored 17 points in the first quarter, 21 in the second. So you had a 35-14 halftime lead. No, I can't do math. 38-21. Low scoring third quarter for both teams. You scored a touchdown. They scored a field goal. And then you put up 21 points in the fourth to their seven. But yeah, this was a... uh, um, Patrick Mahomes had 430 passing yards, five touchdowns. Justin Stockton had 100 yards on the on the on the ground. You gave up 245 rushing yards to one player <laughs> against Iowa State somehow and still won this game. Uh, Warren, what was his first name? Oh, that's crazy. Mike Warren. 45. Mike Warren. Yeah, in this game. Um, 23 carries for 245 yards. Granted, this is in the midst of like you had no rush defense, no defense really at all uh, in this stretch of Texas Tech history, but Sam Richardson threw for 139 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, but they ran the ball all day on you. Anyways, I don't think history is going to turn here. I don't think you're going to get the the streak broken. Going into the season, Rob Bro was was really confident this was this was going to be the year. I, with the way their defense is playing, I don't see it. Well, I mean, there's still the theory that we touched on in preseason preview. Yeah, the the, look, the let down look ahead sandwich from the solid verbal guys. They've got Iowa a, State's headed to Norman next week. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they're headed to Norman, but they play Oklahoma. Play Oklahoma next, um, and then the same thing with o- Oklahoma State at the end. We've we've got them right before they go play Oklahoma. That's right. And then 
Who does Baylor play right after us? Let's see. Was it consecutive games? Kansas like that? State. No, they're not working. No, that's Kansas not right. They're done. That we're we're their last game. Okay. So you've got two possibilities for letdown look ahead sandwiches there. I just I don't see it. Let's look around the rest of the Big Twelve. Uh as we're we're running a little long here. Of course, we had basketball game to talk about and a, a new football coach. But so I was checking these lines and I was like when I, I first saw those numbers like there's no way I saw, I saw Baylor favored by 21 hosting Oklahoma. I was like, what? I don't know if it's a typo. That was where it opened. Supposedly it's at Baylor plus five and a half. So that had to have been a typo. There's no way. I it was saw a, the same thing you did. Cause no I went to, back and looked too. And I saw that. I was like, no way. Yeah, that was a four touchdown swing. Someone was drunk. Anyways. Um, I like Baylor in this game and, 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 and maybe that's just the Joey McGuire effect, like rubbing off. I'm, I've got a soft spot right now for Baylor in my heart. <laughs> um, First time in like eight years. <laughs> golly. Don't, don't let anybody else hear, hear I say that. Uh, but Baylor's at home. Um, I, I think, I think they cover. Let, let me just say, I, I think they cover. I'm going to touch I, on a play with basically I think they cover. I mean, OU, unfortunately, we were their get right game. Baylor just came off a tough loss against TCU. What? How? Uh, what? <laughs> I said, what? Yeah. How? I know. That shocked me, too. I think it was at home. Wasn't that in Waco? Yeah. They lost 30 to 28. Yeah. 30 to 28. Let me see. No, nah, it was in Fort Worth in front of, you know, 2,500 people. <laughs> I was going to say it's 20,000, but you're, you're probably closer. Um, speaking of Fort Worth or just not Fort Worth, TCU TCU's on the road at Oklahoma state. Oklahoma state's favored by two touchdowns here. Um, one, I didn't think Oklahoma state had 50, 55 points in them when, when they did that to Kansas a couple weeks ago. Same. Uh, I, I think they cover here and, and I don't, and, and it'll be, it'll be like, 28 to 11 or something stupid, but I don't think, I don't think they cover. I, I think they will, they'll win by 11 or, or, or something. I mean, I 17. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a cover, but I do, I do think they will win. 13 seems pretty high. Yeah. It's in still water, but you know, Oklahoma state, I think they have outside of that game against Kansas the most they've scored has been like 25 or something like that. Yeah. And they, they just, they just don't give up points. It's wild. Their defense is crazy. Yes. Kansas state hosting West Virginia, Kansas state. It's a touchdown favorite six points. Um, give me Kansas state here. No hesitation. Kansas state minus six. I'm with it. Uh, and then whatever this line is, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 30 and a half. Texas is a, is a home favorite over Kansas. Texas will cover. Yeah, I, I think so too. All right. Um, did you tweet out asking for questions? No, I don't think we asked for any questions Great. today, guys. Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's get to what, what we learned. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday for the post game instant reaction. What did we learn Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, Michael, what did you learn this week 
that our loyal, loyal listeners have to know about. All right. Fast food apps on your phone are both good and bad. Explain. I, up until this week, the only fast food app I would allow on my phone was Taco Bell. Really? <laughs> of yes. all of the places, Taco Bell. I, okay. I've had bad experience w- w- with a Taco Bell app, which we'll get into in a second. But go really? on. Really? Mm-hmm. I've, I've had excellent experiences with it this whole time. The thing, the thing I always liked about it and still like about it, and this is where I'm getting to, this is why they are bad part. There are challenges. Mm-hmm. So like if you order a, I don't know, a Gordita box or whatever this week, then you get extra points. And then as you get extra points, you get further along. And then when you get, you know, when you hit a thousand points or whatever, or every 150 points, whatever it is, you get a free item. So you get like a free taco or bean burrito drink. Yeah. Chick-fil-A has a similar rewards program. Like the, the more, the higher you get up, the faster you earn points, but you can redeem those points and for items. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife has the Chick-fil-A app, which she uses quite a bit. So do we, I'm, 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 I'm a red member now. Just to oh, tell you, I don't even at. know what that means. I think it's like the second level. So do you have some food apps? Cause the dude, I've the, got a what, folder of food apps on my phone. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was getting at was, uh, because I don't like talking myself. to people. I don't like talking to people. So I like when I'm, when I'm ordering food, like we, we go places where I can order on the app and just go, pick it up. I'm not, I'm not much talking to people these days. Sorry. Go on. What were you saying? Well, not just that, (laughs) but it's nice to leisurely look at the menu. I've never been able to like, unless I know exactly what I wanted to drive through. It's always, it always feels like a high pressure situation, especially like, okay. So to, to your point, high pressure places like Taco Bell and Whataburger for me, like I have a highly customized order. Cause I don't, I don't roll up to Taco Bell like, Hey, g- give me number one. Like, no, I want, I don't know, like a, a Mexican pizza and then, a, or a cheesy gordita crunch. And like, I'm, I'm getting like one off items. The Mexican pizza is gone by the way. No, I so it tells you how long it's been since I've been to Taco Bell, <laughs> but like the apps will, will allow you to, to get exactly what you want. Where like at the drive through box, I don't feel like explaining to Whataburger like, okay, so on the double meat cheese, I want three slices of bacon, grilled grilled jalapenos, no onions, easy tomato, easy lettuce, mustard, and, and mayonnaise. Whereas, like, type all that, all that in the end of the app. I don't feel bad about being like being very specific about what I want on my burger. If I go to the window, yeah, I'll have a number two with bacon, please. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the same here too. And like, I I, I don't really get super specific, but I have noticed that. I think probably it has something to do with the way I talk or the way I say things when I order. I think I can be confusing, but I don't know how many times I've gone to Taco Bell probably almost once a week for like a year now. And I don't think I've had the wrong order once when I've used the app. I mean, not even remotely wrong, not even like, Oh, they didn't put lettuce on this or or whatever, you know, even something like just a minor thing. If I ask for four fire sauces, I get four fire sauces, which is the best sauce, by the way. Yeah. Fire is the best. Uh, You know, I I keep trying the Diablo or Diablo and it's just not, it's just not my thing. So (laughs) because you called it Diablo, 
<laughs> That's why I think they're 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 both good and bad, and they're bad because they are designed for you to use them. They, sure. they send me mm-hmm. messages. They're like, "Hey, uh, you want to be the first one to try? I just got one today. You want to be the first one to try like this double grilled steak burrito?" Well, I didn't know about it, but now I guess I have to. Yeah, and I'm like, well, okay. And then they also during the World Series, anytime someone stole a base, I you could get a free, a free taco. Doritos <laughs> taco on the fourth. And then, um, so the reason it's on my brain, because this week I finally broke the seal on a second one and I downloaded the Whataburger app and it was an experience. It was, Mm -hmm. it was so joyful to roll up to the Whataburger near my office. And that's the other reason I went with Taco Bell is just because there's one by my office and there's a Whataburger real, real close too. So to roll up there. The, the drive-in line. You've told me this, Spencer. Credit to you. This is probably one of the reasons oh, no. I, I did this. It's not my fault. The drive-in line's <laughs> nine, ten cars deep. Which at Whataburger means you're sitting there for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I roll I'm going up to Brown today. <laughs> and check in. And then within like three minutes, they bring out my bag of food. And then I'm driving off. So they've gotten a whole lot better about that process. Last year when they first rolled it out, like there were times I, sit, I sat there for 20 minutes like, Hey, like I ended up having to call the store like, Hey guys, like, can you just bring my food out? <laughs> guys, please. I've already paid for it. And so because, because of Whataburger, they had the challenge for them when I logged in was if you get two of their signature burgers in two weeks, then you'll get some sort of reward. And I'm like, well, Oh yeah, there it is. I'm, get, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Then I'm guess I'm breaking the seal today with a green chili double. So that's what I did. And then because I started the app as soon as the, all that went through, I also have a free Whataburger waiting for me. So I already have a free Whataburger, which I'm planning on probably going to Whataburger on the way to the Iowa State game on, on Saturday. There you go. So that's going to work out. But yeah, this is bad. This is bad, man. I mean, this the time change just changed. So, you know, it's getting dark at like 6.15. So I don't want to do anything active at all once I get home. Like cooking it's like, dinner. Well, it's, yeah. Good Lord. It's dark. And all I want to do is eat. And now I have two apps to get me in more trouble than I'm already in. And, um, you know, luckily my belt is not to the end of its loop, but you know, we're, we're, we're got close and I'm not even to the holidays. So let, <sighs> let me just, let me just add to the, the good side of these apps. Like I already mentioned the, the availability, the ease of customizing your order and getting it exactly how you want without feeling like the jerk that has to say it a bunch of times into the box. Mm-hmm. Cause th- that's the other thing that frustrates me is like, you're talking to somebody on the other end of that box that like, you know what you want to say, but they like, they're so programmed and like in asking everything. Like if you would just let me say it, you would have heard that I, I would have wanted fries instead of onion rings, or I would have told you the drink that I wanted without you interrupting me after I said, I want a number two. And then you say, what drink anyways? that bugs me to no end. And I, it's, it's just because like, they're just like, they're just in their zone, right? And this is what they do. Well, it bugs me too, but I, I also a- appreciate how hard it is because a lot of the, the people that are taking the orders are also like cashing, taking the card of the person of the car like in front of, of them. Yeah, yeah. They're doing like five things at once. And so I don't really put it on them to. No, like, oh, their, their, their brain is, is, is streamlining so they can do several things at once. Yeah. Most fast food places I go to, if I pick up the bag and it just kind of feels heavy enough, I'm like, yeah, we're good. 
<laughs> that I'll feels eat whatever's like, in there. Feels like my 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 two burritos from Taco Bell. Yeah, that seems um, right. The the other other good thing is like because they're able to track your orders, like you get the rewards program. So you're able to get rewarded for, for how many times you use the app, right? Like Whataburger, every five visits gets you a free item. Yeah, that's um, really cool. It stacks up, man. Like, you know, it you know, medium drink or fries or a, a cinnamon roll, like things that you were like, you know, oh, I'm I'm going to I'm going I'm passing by and I can I can get breakfast for free today or I can get lunch for like, I'm, I'm going to hurry. I don't want to mess with this. I've got enough rewards to pay for lunch today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it, it that's what's bad about it too, is because I'm, my office is close to like Polybertos. They opened up their new place actually in an old Taco Bell. And I'm like, well, I could go to Polybertos, but uh, the line's a little longer and I have a free burrito at Taco Bell. And so it's, it's so mm-hmm. bad, you know, it's bad to take business away from, you know, local businesses, but sometimes that happens that way. When I, when I get the rewards and like, there's the challenge, the challenge of, well, if you eat this, then you get extra, extra points. And I, yeah. Okay. Now it's a challenge. All right. You're on. I will do this. I will forsake the local businesses and go to you big chain store because I'm going to get the satisfaction of an extra 75 points, <laughs> whatever those points even mean. I'm not even sure. Yeah. So I've, I, I guess I've got a handful of apps on here that I use. Um, I was to tell you the ones I use the most often Sonic because it's hard for me to drive past Sonic without getting a drink. Yes. Oh, have, that's how you always, I have a, that's have why a, you're always asking that. Okay. I have a Dr. Pepper addiction. It's, it's going to be okay. Um, Whataburger just because like as much as I go to Sonic, I don't like their burgers. Uh, Chick-fil-A, it's mostly for the boys for, for, for the oldest one. Like when we eat out, that's the only thing we, we can, he's wanted and since he got off of McDonald's chicken nuggets, <laughs> but also like they have, a, a, the habit. they've got a pretty good rewards program. So like you just get a free sandwich or a drink, um, wing stop because I hate like, be, like that's one where Wingstop they're multitasking. App. Yeah. It's, it's, We've- good stuff we've ordered online with them a lot but i didn't know they had an app yeah oh lord i didn't Um, need to know that and then one i got i've gotten into recently has been wendy's Mm. just because i i I was i was looking i was wanting to try something different uh than my my you know sonic chick-fil-a or whataburger um and i I don't know where i had seen it It their their bacon cheeseburger stuff had come up i was like that's what i want (laughs) And how do I get points for eating what I want? Yeah. Anyways, that's a lot of fast food app talk. Um, But this is, you know, as you all know, 23 personal podcast where food and sports clash in the goal line and our belts apparently too, because we eat out a lot. So we keep using these apps. So for Michael, I'm Spencer. Um, We've got, we've got uh, a lot going on three basketball games this week, a football game, a new head coach. Uh, If you haven't listened to the crossover episode, there's a stake bet on the line. Go listen to our side of the podcast. Uh, It's the same episode, whether you're listening to gambling gouges or ours, but we get the stake. Anyways, for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.